Hey listeners, welcome back to episode eight. It's Mackenzie here, Pixels and Ink. We're so happy to have you. This is the second part of a three-part series about how you can use Facebook to generate revenue. And if you did miss the first part, just go back to episode seven and you'll be able to uh, get some context about what we're talking about. So let's jump right in. Dave will start us off here. Hey, Mackenzie, thank you for that introduction. And folks, you're going to want to really pay attention today around uh, the two key concepts we're going to be talking about. Grab some notes, get a piece of paper or your computer. Yep. Or if you're out for a run, just uh, focus. Don't hit any cars. Just uh, <laughs> keep, keep your, your eyes, eyes open. open. <laughs> yeah, but but focus here. We got we got a hey uh, jinx. Yeah, we got some good stuff to share with you. <laughs> so specifically, we're talking about Facebook custom audiences. So you're going to hear this term a lot today, and in the third part of our series, a Facebook custom audience is a term that Facebook has coined that describes some opportunities that as advertisers. As marketers, we have leveraging the Facebook ad platform. So I'm going to talk about two types of Facebook custom audience. All right. So we're going to start with the first called a email custom audience. So if you're taking notes, write down email custom audience. You could call it ECA. You may see that abbreviation in different places. An email custom audience is this. Imagine, Mackenzie, that you have a database of, let's say, 10,000 people that you want to market to. You've got that in your CRM, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you take that list of 10,000 and let's say you have email addresses for those, those individuals. What you can do with Facebook using the email custom audience features, you can take your list, upload it into Facebook, and then guess what? Facebook is going to find those people within the 1.55 billion people that are on Facebook and tell you, hey, out of your list of 10,000, McKinsey, we were able to find 5,000 people on Facebook. So will they be able to tell you who those people are or they'll just tell you how many? Yeah, good question. No, they're going to tell you how many they match. They're not going to divulge any personal information about those people on your list. They're going to tell you the match rate, how many people they found, mm -hmm. and then allow you to use that audience to then display an ad to. So here's how to put this in context. Think about your database uh, filled with customers and prospects. If you're, on, if you're listening to us and, and you're going after businesses, or if you're going after consumers, it doesn't matter. You take that list and using the email custom audience feature, you're now able to match those individuals on Facebook, create a target audience on Facebook and display ads to them. Okay, so one thing I just wanna highlight really quick, which Dave said is that it doesn't matter if you're looking for, um, if you're B2B or B2C. And I think that a lot of people think or have this idea in their head that Facebook is only for, you know, dogs and pets and family stuff. Right. Yep. Um, but this is this what we're talking about here is actually to generate revenue. So when he talks about importing these email lists, it's perfectly fine if you don't have the um, corporate email addresses for everyone or if you, you know, you're thinking, well, I on my Facebook, I use my Yahoo address. Um, on average, what was the percentage that they said they returned back, Dave? In terms of the match? Yeah. Yeah, we usually find somewhere around 30 to 40% of our, our lists are matched on Facebook. Sometimes less, sometimes more, but that's usually the range that we're finding. Right. So if you're thinking right now, oh, that's not going to work for me because people have, you know, their personal email addresses, that's not true. They'll still be able to find about 30 to 40% depending on the list. So, you know, one thing we should probably do, Mackenzie, uh, you know, we're assuming people know what we talk about when we're saying, you know, displaying an ad to these people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I assume most people are on Facebook, but some probably aren't or may not be aware of, of those ads. Can you just describe where, where are those ads and what do they look like? Yeah, so you can see ads on your Facebook page in a few different places. I know if you log in, you'll see that main scroll of all of your friends' posts or shares or whatever it is. And then within those posts, so one of those posts 
will look like an well it won't look like an ad it'll look like a normal post um but it'll say you know for example beach body i know or, i know i get targeted with all these workout things um so in that main big frame sc- scroll in the middle and then also if you look to the right hand side of your facebook page you'll see a thinner rectangular area and bar on the right hand side and there's ads displayed there so right in the middle as well as on the side one thing that's interesting that we have found as we've done this over the past couple of months past couple of quarters is that Facebook is really, really focused on keeping the user experience for you, Mackenzie, as you're browsing through your newsfeed. They're sneaky. Well, they're sneaky, yeah, <laughs> but, but they want to keep that that experience and that the quality of what you're seeing very high, which means that, you know, if you think back to like the, the early, late 90s, I guess it was, when we had all these crappy banner ads that were all over the internet you remember, i don't know if you remember those were you even on the internet at that point i was on the internet <laughs> yes so so if you remember <laughs> folks they had these these banner ads that were blinking you know red flashing. and yeah flashing click here click me facebook is 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 against that type of advertising they really want the user experience to be to be high quality and, and that's paramount for them so as advertisers if you're doing this for yourself or if you're doing this for your customers there are a number of rules that you need to follow um, and, and if you follow those, Facebook actually bestows more uh, quality traffic upon you. So when you're creating these ads, which is something we'll get into later, you have to take these types of things into consideration. So you're going to create an ad that Facebook looks at, both with humans as well as an algorithm, to determine how good your, your images are and, and things like that. And so those are the types of things you have to take into consideration as you're on the Facebook platform. Yeah, and if they're not, they'll reject them. So yep, that's right. You could even get banned. So you got to be careful. That's that's something we talk about in our in our training sessions when we train folks on Facebook. But yeah, keep that in mind. You'll want to look into that. All right. So that's the email custom audience aspect. Uh, the second type of custom audience. Again, if you're taking notes, if you're on a run, just uh, pay attention here. <laughs> Are you laughing? Yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah, I right. just thought of the open eyes thing that we said at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So here's the second concept. It's a website custom audience. So here's the idea behind a website custom audience. If you're listening, you probably have a website and you probably get some amount of traffic to that website. It could be dozens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people a day, a week or a month. doesn't really matter. But on that website, you most likely have some sort of call to action, something you want them to do. Could be a contact form, could be downloading a white paper or an ebook. If you're a software company, maybe it's signing up for a free trial, like on the MindFire site, we have that. But if you're like us, you know that the majority of the traffic going to your website does not convert. Something like 98, 99% of the traffic that we're paying for, that we're receiving, doesn't end up doing the thing that we want them to do. They're lucky loot. Yeah, or they may not be interested in that moment. And so what you can do with the website custom audience is take a little snippet of code from Facebook, little teeny weeny snippet, you seeing this teeny weeny snippet over here? I'm seeing it. <laughs> okay. You take this little snippet, you insert it into your website. And what happens then is as those people are visiting your website, Facebook is logging them and is looking for them, matching them again within the 1.55 billion people that are on Facebook. So what that means is let's assume we get 100 people to our website, okay? Mm-hmm. And the 99 that don't end up doing anything, Facebook is able to find some of those, the majority of those, sometimes all of those on Facebook. So now you're able to take a website custom audience and say, okay, of these people who visited my website that did not end up contacting me or placing an order or requesting a free trial, whatever the case may be, I want to create an audience on Facebook of those people and I want to remarket to them. I want to target them again 
put an ad in front of them and get them to come back and complete whatever it was that I initially set out for them. This just happened to me actually. So if I could just jump in and give an example. Uh, there is a protein. Is this going to be about shoes again? No, it's not going to be about shoes. All right. This is not. No, I do love <laughs> shoes though. So shoes. Uggs. Yeah, I do love Uggs. Yes. Okay. Um, but I have my tennis shoes on today. Um, so no, this isn't about shoes, but it's about a protein powder, a um, one that I really like. But I'm I'm one of these people that shops online a lot, except for I don't actually complete the purchase. So mm-hmm. I'm that looky loo that I was describing. Yep. But interestingly enough, I had actually um, looked at on Amazon for this protein powder, and then I was browsing. You know, I didn't of course complete my purchase, and then it was the next day, and I was browsing Facebook, and I saw an ad on the right hand side. And it had, of course, the same protein powder that I was looking in. And you know what? I was like, all right, I guess I got to buy it. And I did. And so it's interesting because I had gone to Amazon. Oh, I guess I skipped the fact that I also went to their website because I wanted to look, just compare some of the ingredients and make sure it was the exact same one. Sure. Um, So I went to Amazon. I went to their website. Didn't buy on either of those sites. Then I went to Facebook and it was... It was at the end of my day, so I had just gotten a workout and I was in a good mood. And then I realized, you know what, now's the time. And so I clicked the ad, went back, and I bought it. And so that's just the type of closed loop that they're they're doing with the ad with the ads on Facebook. You know, it's capturing people that come to your website, don't complete the purchase, the McKenzie's of the world, and then they target them on Facebook, and then they start to get some of that untapped revenue that they had missed out. So if you're sitting there or standing there, whatever you happen to be doing right now, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I had no idea you could do this. We were on a webinar earlier this week, Mackenzie, where Mm -hmm. a couple people were saying, had no idea that this stuff was possible. Well, you're not alone. Don't worry about that. You know, this is uh, something that's that's relatively new, but something that you can uh, rather easily get your arms around. But the good news is, is if if you're a commercial printer or if you're an agency, a service provider, if you don't know about it, chances are your customers don't either. So there's a huge opportunity here for you not only to use this to generate leads for yourself, but also to offer this service to your customers and incorporate it. And one of the questions, Dave, I know that we got on the webinar and people ask, well, does it cost money to start building that audience? Yeah, good question. So does it? It does not. That's right. Yeah, so you can get this, this snippet of code from Facebook, insert it into your website, costs nothing to do. And you can also upload your, your custom audience, you know, the email list that we talked about earlier, that also costs nothing to do. So you're really uh, not going to be out any money, uh, either your own or your customers, if you're going to be doing this. So let me bring this back around to print now. So we just talked about the website custom audience, the idea of building an audience of the people that visit your website that don't end up converting. So imagine for a moment that we're doing a print campaign and we've got a personalized URL on that print piece. McKinsey, some people might not know uh, the idea of a personalized URL. You want to describe that? Yeah, of course. So basically, instead of sending someone to your website, so for example, mindfireinc.com, I would send them to either mckenzie.mindfireinc.com or some unique identifier so that it now becomes a subdomain of your main domain. And when you go to that site, that's all trackable. So I know that McKenzie opened the email or McKenzie uh, went to this site and I clicked through. And it's basically just a, a, a microsite, a page, a landing page that you can go to that's personalized to you. Does that, is that clear? Yeah, makes, makes the direct mail piece much more trackable. It extends its reach online. Personal. Personal, yep. And so what you can do now, if you incorporate this idea of the website custom audience powered by Facebook, is you have this direct mail piece, you have a personalized URL on it. Somebody types that Perl into their web browser, visits that landing page. And again, uh, the data hold true here uh, in this uh, workflow as well. Not everybody is going to convert. In fact, oftentimes the majority of people who visit that landing page don't convert. 
but using the website custom audience now just in the same way that Mackenzie, you were seeing the protein shake or whatever it was follow you around on facebook now in the same way with this direct mail campaign that you're creating if that person leaves before completing the call to action you can follow them around on facebook place another uh, ad impression in front of them and uh, get them in a moment where they might be more capable of following up or it might remind them that hey yeah you know what in fact i was interested in doing that so just to go back a little bit two things that we've noticed and that we've talked about number one is that music uh, using multiple channels so that direct mail in tandem with email and social media is clearly something that's going to increase leads and sales and you know if you're thinking okay so wait a minute you want me to market to people i have to send emails i need to send direct mails now i've got to do facebook i've got to do social you know i've got all these different ways that i want to target people mm -hmm. this seems like a little bit overwhelming this <laughs> seems like it could take forever yep. um, and this is where marketing automation comes into play because marketing automation gives you the ability to use all of these multiple channels to communicate with your prospective customers or your current customers. Or if you're a service provider, um, you can create these campaigns for your customers, those B2B or B2C marketers. And so while you're doing stuff on Facebook like uh, browsing or in the elevator or on a run or where, while you're doing whatever you're doing, you are having the marketing on autopilot for you. You know, there's uh, some study data around where folks are actually using Facebook. It's, this is it's good. Fa yeah, it's fascinating. And so, funny. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, 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 okay, well, let me just tell you. So 76% of them are in bed uh, while on Facebook. 72% are at work or uh, studying. Uh, what is that number there? 56% are on the toilet. Mackenzie? 11% on a first date. Okay, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, hey, I was going to ask you a question, Mac. Oh, okay. Mm, uh -huh. go ahead. Yep, so 33% during a movie. 32% in the bath. Yeah, we have 17% after sex. So, I mean, people are just using Facebook pretty much everywhere. I think even a funeral's on here, which is amazing. 14% at a funeral. Yeah. But guess what? We're not on Facebook right now. So. No, we're not. We're, we're completely focused on you. You've got our attention. But, but the point is here, if you think about print and you think about that direct mail moment that we've all talked about for many years where somebody's got that mail piece, they're hovering over their trash can, they're about to throw it away. Maybe you do capture their interest with a personalized URL. You bring them to a landing page or to a microsite, but then they get interrupted. Uh, the baby starts crying, the phone rings, whatever the case may be. Now, when they're browsing Facebook, uh, you know, in the elevator up to their, to their office, you have a chance to be in front of them again. Uh, at night when they go home and they've got the iPad out and they're just browsing around Facebook, looking at things, again, you have another opportunity to be in front of them. I think by now you're all getting the idea here, and I'm sure it makes sense logically or may start to make sense uh, fairly soon that this kind of stuff could be fairly powerful. But Mackenzie, let's get empirical now. So, you know, there's that saying, in God we trust, but all others bring data, right? <laughs> <laughs> so give me some data. Okay, perfect. So I have some data for you. Um, there was a case study that was done for an online retailer, and what they did is they targeted 565,000 email subscribers in two ways. So first they targeted them with their normal typical email communication. Okay. And then they also targeted them in tandem with Facebook news feed ads. So right. they have the group where they're doing normal email communications and then they're adding Facebook to see, okay, is this actually giving any lift? So an email custom audience yes. for that group. Email okay. custom audience. So like Dave mentioned with the email custom audience, they took those email addresses, uploaded them into Facebook, and then used those. Well, obviously, Facebook matched them to who was in the database, and then used those people that did match to start putting ad impressions in front of them. Okay. So there's three groups that we're left with. Number one is the group that only saw the email coordination and the communication. The second is the group that only saw the Facebook ads. 
And then the third is that middle group that saw the email communication as well as the Facebook ads. Okay. And so some really interesting findings that they found is that by adding the Facebook email custom audience, the email was able to extend its reach 77%. What does that mean? So basically that means that many people would never have seen the email without the Facebook component. Okay. What's even more interesting, and this is the part where you need to listen because this is this is where the real tangible I'm listening. <laughs> the real tangible tangible results come in, is that what they did is they took that middle segment, so the people that both opened the retailers' emails as well as saw the ads, and this is where you see some magic data. So, in that combined segment, those people were 22 percent more likely to actually purchase than the segment who opened the email but didn't see the ads. So not only did it extend the reach of how many people saw the ads, but that group was 22% more likely to actually complete that pur purchase and convert. In addition, that segment was also 8% more likely to click on the email than those who opened the email that, but didn't see the ads. So for example, going back to my protein shake, because that company used Facebook, I went back and I actually would have clicked on the email and actually gone through versus just opening the email and then moving on. So that's some tangible, real data to, to support everything we've been saying. So what you're saying is we can take our email list, upload that to Facebook, mm -hmm. and then because we're using more than just the email channel, so now some people are getting the email and the Facebook impression, and that group of people are the ones that are more likely to do those things that you were talking about. Exactly, to convert, complete the purchase, but also click through the email. So even if I had seen the email before, right. I might have just opened it and moved on with my inbox, whatever it is. Right. But by putting that Facebook ad impression, it's also going to prompt me to click through to the email. And then the, the other thing that you said that was really interesting is that we've spent all this money acquiring names in our database, mm -hmm. trade shows, if we're B2B or to see you know you're running promotions and things so we have all of these email addresses in our database we're spending all this time and money sending them emails but some group of those people will never see that email they're just too busy or that it doesn't show up in their inbox for mm -hmm. wh whatever reason and what you're saying is that by leveraging that email data we can then put an impression in front of them on facebook and in this particular case extend the reach of what would not have been seen otherwise by 77 percent because we're now on facebook mm -hmm. exactly right? okay so you have the capability of doing this, folks. This, as Mackenzie said, it doesn't cost you anything to actually take your list and upload it to Facebook and figure out what your match rate's going to be. Maybe you're thinking, hey, I don't have half a million email addresses like this retailer does here in the study, but you can do it with a list of pretty much any size. If you have 1,000, if you have 10,000, 100,000, take that list. And we do it here at MindFire often. We'll send out an email, some sort of correspondence, and time that correspondence with a a Facebook ad that matches or mirrors that call to action to reinforce, just as you said, Mackenzie, reinforce that message. And we find that folks are engaging uh, in both channels and it's overall lifting response rates and engagement rates for us across the board. So let's try to make this tangible for everybody now, Mackenzie, and talk about what it might look like for someone to use email and a custom audience on Facebook and understand what kind of impact that would actually have on our marketing and our ability to generate leads. What kind of insight can you give us into that? Yeah, that's a great idea, Dave. I know that sometimes when you hear these statistics about, oh, these case studies say this or they say that, you're thinking, okay, does that really apply to my world? Does that impact me? Right. 
Um, so over the past nine months, listeners, we've—I I know we've talked about our marketing transition, but some of the things that we've started to do is use Facebook in tandem with our, with our email correspondence. And so we call it the idea of air cover. But sometimes we put ad impressions, or we have eBooks that we offer people, or even just for branding, we we use email custom audiences as well as the website custom audience to start to put these impressions in front of uh, the people that we're corresponding with regularly on email. We have this report that we set up basically every single morning. Our sales team people, our demand generation team, are given an email, automated, sent to them, an email with all of the highest scorers in our database. So people that are the most active with our campaigns or on our website and and just a combined score. And you can't see the image. We'll put an image in the blog post just so that you can see it. Yeah, I want people to be able to see this. But they basically receive an, an email with the top 80 or top 100 leads from the past day or from that day. And so if you're a salesperson or if you're an owner of a company, just take a moment to think about what would that mean to you and what would that mean to your salespeople to come in every single morning and have a list of your hottest leads. Like, oh, hey, here you go. Call these people. That's huge. It's huge. And and we'll also put a screenshot of this. But another thing that happens with this is that I also get lead alerts. So alerts on people that – lead alerts basically are alerts – for people that have engaged with our marketing campaigns. So for example, if I send out um, an email or ebook or whatever it is, someone's obviously going to click that or someone's going to do something with it. And when that person does it, I'm going to get notified or our demand generation team or our sales team or whoever they are going to get notified. And so what that also shows up on, is in my inbox or Dave's inbox or you know people that are in our loop here. Every single morning or every afternoon, you're continuously receiving alerts hey dave rosenthal has been really active he just downloaded the ebook and he did this and that gives you the opportunity to connect with that person and people are some people are like well wow that's that's crazy but the bottom line is if someone is interested in something i want to know i want to be able to help them get what they want i know actually just to give a real life example we were hosting a webinar and we noticed that someone had signed up multiple times because I got multiple email lead alerts from that person. And what did we do? We picked up the phone. We said, hey, Joe. I think that was his name. I'm not sure. (laughs) Sounds good. But yeah, we'll just call this person Joe. Hey, are you having any trouble downloading or signing up for the webinar? And that's helpful because that person was experiencing a situation on their computer and we found their email in the spam uh, folder, the webinar one. But we were able to troubleshoot that and realize that someone had a challenge before they could become frustrated. And that gives you the opportunity to connect with more people. And then at the end of the day, start generating demand, generate leads, generate sales, and start to help you know your company grow as well as your customer's company. So that's a little bit about the email custom audience, a website custom audience. In the next episode, in the in the last part of our series here, I'm gonna we're going to go hands-on and actually tell you how to start to use uh, both of these features. And we're also going to tell you how to start to learn how you're being targeted on Facebook. That's a very powerful technique that you can use not only to understand how you can apply this for yourself, but also you can use it to spy on your competitors. And also learn why you're being targeted. Like not only be able to see, oh, this is an ad, but then be able to go in and say, okay, why was this ad sent to me? Which is pretty freaking cool. Yep. So we look forward to seeing you on the next episode, guys. Talk to you soon. All righty.